Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Crypto News Alerts. In today's show, we'll be discussing the altcoins having dumped the most weekly while Bitcoin stalls at $26,000, as well as Arthur Hayes says that Larry Fink and BlackRock are coming for Bitcoin and the crypto industry. I'll be explaining how. We'll also be discussing BlackRock secretly buying Bitcoin, and nobody knows about it. In fact, BlackRock is a major shareholder in four of the five most major Bitcoin mining companies. We'll also be discussing that the SEC needs to take the win and approve this BlackRock Bitcoin ETF as the world's largest asset manager looks to offer a spot Bitcoin ETF in the U.S. Regulators have little choice but to approve it. We'll also be discussing Europe's first spot Bitcoin ETF now listed on the Euronext Amsterdam Exchange. That's right. And less than a week after the SEC delayed its decision on a spot Bitcoin ETF approval in the United States. We'll also be discussing why Bitcoin will likely hit 100000 within the next six months before the Bitcoin halving, as well as Bitcoin OG Adam Back. Bets surprising some on Bitcoin smashing $100,000 as well before the halving, now less than six months away. Quoting Adam back here, the bet is on. I bet Bitcoin reaches or exceeds $100,000 between now and the halving, March 31st. 2024. I'll be breaking this down for you. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Welcome each and every one of you just tuning in. This is podcast episode number 1384. It is Sunday, August 27, 2023, and I'm your fearless host, JV. Naturally, we have lots to cover as we do each and every day, 365 days out of the year, seven days a week. So let's start off with our market watch. Hallelujah. The Bitcoin market is back in the green, but barely holding on to that $26,000 support. We also have Ether in the green along with BNB, while XRP and Polkadot are correcting and in the red. And checking out coinmarketcap.com. The current crypto market cap still sits just above that trillion dollar milestone with about $16 billion in volume in the past 24 hours, with the Bitcoin dominance at 48.3% and the Ether dominance at 18.9%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, we have DYDX up 6%, trading at $2.21, followed by Thorchain up 6.5%, trading at $1.47, followed by Conflux up 5.5%, trading just above 12.7 cents, and checking out 
crypto bubbles. We can see the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. It's just good to see the majority of the altcoin market back in the green and out of the red with some of those top gainers, including Rune, DYDX, and CFX. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, one of my favorite indicators, shows we're currently rated a 38 in fear, same as yesterday. Last week was a 37, and last month, a 52, which is neutral. So there you have it. How many of you have been taking advantage of this recent dip? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments below. And how many of you feel that the Bitcoin price action is likely to continue dropping lower so you can stack more stats on the low? Let me know your honest thoughts. And now let's break down today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts and what's popping with the King Crypto. And welcome again to everyone just joining us and tuning in. I appreciate the support. As always, Bitcoin's price performance over the past 24 hours is hardly surprising given the lower trading volumes during the weekends and the asset has not moved an inch from that $26,000 level, which is precisely where we're currently at. Meanwhile, the altcoins are also highly stagnant on the daily scale, but some have posted notable losses since last Sunday. Let's start with Bitcoin. Bitcoin was in a similar situation last week, meaning it had stalled for weeks at around that $29,000 level before a sudden price dump took it south by over three grand to a chart to a two-month low, and it tried to recover some of those losses, but eventually settled in at 26 k The previous weekend was uneventful and the asset stood quietly at around that line again. Nothing really changed at the start of the business week and Bitcoin failed to make any major moves. Now it did finally on Wednesday when it dipped by over $500. However, the bulls quickly intercepted the move and pushed the crypto back north. And then this Thursday brought a more noticeable price increase that drove the Bitcoin price all the way up to $26,800. But unfortunately, Bitcoin fell there, returning back to $26,000 where it had been stuck for the past 48 hours. Now, as a result, its market cap remained at just under 510 billion, and its dominance over the alts is just shy of 48 and a half percent. Isn't that insanity to be discussing Bitcoin in the year 2023 and the market cap is only 510 billion, which is a half a trillion? I think that is insanity. Anyways, let's discuss the weekly losses. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. They are more volatile by nature on the alt market, having also been quite sluggish in their price movements over the past few days. And the weekend has not changed that. Aside from TonCoin, which was up over 3% earlier in the day, most other large cap alts are minor gainers, including Ripple, Cardano, Ethereum, Solana, Dogecoin, as well as uh, Polkadot. Now, which altcoins are you currently bullish on, if any? Feel free to express your thoughts in that live chat down below. And at the end of the show, as we do every day. I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud and interacting in our live Q&A session. And with that being shared, fam, now let's break down our next breaking story of the day. And that's the latest with the BlackRock ETF. Today's focus is actually going to dive heavily into the approval of a BlackRock ETF and what this would mean for Bitcoin and the entire crypto industry. As you can tell by the topics of choice here on the right, we have the BlackRock ETF, the SEC approval, the Europe spot ETF. Then we're going to be discussing why a Bitcoin price of 100,000 is likely within the next six months before 
the Bitcoin having scheduled to be in April of 2024, followed by Adam Back's bet. He's literally betting a lot of Satoshis that the Bitcoin price action will hit that six-figure mark before the halving as well. And then we'll dive into our live uh, Q&A. But yeah, let's discuss Arthur Hayes says that the giants of traditional finance, TradeFi, are planning a subtle takeover of the Bitcoin and crypto industries. In a new blog post, Hayes says there is now a battle as to who owns crypto with legacy financial institutions circling the industry and the depths of the bear market after many crypto firms have died off. Quoting Crypto Hayes, what I'm trying to say is that crypto itself was never the problem. This issue is who owns it? Does it make sense now why banks and asset managers all of a sudden warmed up to crypto as soon as their competition was deaded? They know the government is coming for their deposit base, and they need to make sure that the only available antidote to inflation, crypto, is under their control. Facts. Trade five banks and asset managers wall for crypto exchange traded funds we know as ETFs or similar tight managed products that give the client a crypto derivative in exchange for fiat cash. The fund managers get to charge egregious fees because they are the only game in town that allows investors to easily sell fiat for crypto financial returns. And if crypto in the coming decades can have a larger monetary systemic impact than the euro dollar market, then Trade Fi can more than recoup their losses due to unfavorable bank regulations. They do this by becoming the crypto gatekeepers for the multi-trillion dollar deposit bases. I think he's making a lot of sense. Let me know if you agree. Hayes says the banks and regulators could agree to restrict in-kind redemptions of crypto products or force them to convert to fiat currency every time they want to withdraw or transfer, more or less, trapping them within the corporate banking architecture. The crypto billionaire says that BlackRock, the largest asset manager in the world, will likely attempt to corner much of Bitcoin's consensus network as well as the mining industry, quoting him again, the more philosophical philosophical question is whether we can retain the ethos of Lord Satoshi when the industry is flooded with possibly trillions of dollars parked in financial products firmly within the fiat trade fi system. Larry Fink doesn't give two what's about decentralization. His business is based on centralizing assets at BlackRock. Breach. What impact would an asset manager like BlackRock have on Bitcoin improvement proposals that, for example, increase privacy or censorship resistance, BlackRock, Vanguard, Fidelity, etc., will rush to offer ETFs that track an index of publicly listed crypto mining firms, very quickly, mining will discover that these mega asset managers will control large voting blocks of their stock and will affect the management decisions. In fact, here's where we're currently at. Check this out, showing you directly right here in this chart. BlackRock is secretly buying Bitcoin and nobody even knows it. BlackRock is a major shareholder in four of the five most major Bitcoin mining companies. You can see it right here. BlackRock, uh, they own six percent share in Riot Blockchain which makes them the number two shareholder. They own 6.44% in Marathon Digital Holdings, making them the number two shareholder. They own uh, also uh, less than a percent in Cypher Mining. They own uh, nothing in HUD-8 Mining. That's the one they don't own yet. And then they own 2.28% in Terra Wolf. So these numbers are likely to continue to increase as BlackRock seems to have their hand on literally every major corporation in the world. In fact, I heard a statistic which was very alarming to 
to say the least. And again, I am. Uh, this is not a direct quote, but I'm paraphrasing. But I heard it said that BlackRock owned like something like above 80% of all the major companies in the S&P 500. Did you know they even own a portion of MicroStrategy, Michael Saylor's company? And like a large portion, we're talking about like 8%. So they already are positioned to win with indirect exposure to Bitcoin through these Bitcoin mining companies. So just goes to show you, BlackRock is here. They're planting their flag and they're not going anywhere. And they're most likely going to get what they, what they want. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So two of the most bullish catalysts uh, for Bitcoin right now, in my humble opinion, obviously the Bitcoin having only six, seven months out. And we also have the BlackRock spot ETF application, which I feel will likely get approved by the SEC sometime next year in 2024. But let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And now let's discuss more precisely the SEC approving the BlackRock ETF, as well as the list of others as the Bitcoin game theory continues in full effect. Here we go. Blockchain, not Bitcoin, is dead. May that nonsense rest in peace, RIP. None other than Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, recently echoed a sentiment I have been stressing for years, that Bitcoin is uniquely positioned as a monetary instrument for the digital world as a sound money store of value, while tokenization of the financial system will improve efficiency and cut costs. Tokenization in this context describes using smart contracts to represent real-world assets, enabling global, multi-currency, and peer-to-peer -peer trade. This argument goes against both Bitcoin maxis and traditional financial types who want to be seen embracing the technology but don't really understand it. Fink's televised appearance were timed in support of BlackRock's app for the Bitcoin spot ETF, which has significantly influenced the entire narrative around both Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. This move, along with other recent events in the digital asset space, sparked a renewed interest in crypto regulation and legislation in the corridors of power in Washington, D.C. The proof is in the introduction of bipartisan and crypto market structure bills in both the House of Representatives as well as the Senate. And the House bill in particular is relatively comprehensive and confers jurisdiction over different aspects of crypto to both the CFTC as well as the SEC. It has become extremely clear in any case that regulation by enforcement must end and that new rules must be written. So if approved, this Bitcoin spot ETF would provide a regulated and secure avenue for financial intermediaries to include Bitcoin in their client portfolios such intermediaries, including registered investment advisors, institutional asset managers, and brokerage firms have direct or indirect control of over more than $110 trillion in assets under management. Let that sink in. That's larger than any of the GDPs of the nations in the world. $110 trillion frickin' dollars. If a meaningful proportion of those firms agreed that Bitcoin should have a small allocation in their investment portfolios, the impact would be enormous in the long term. Could you imagine? I mean, even 1% allocation to Bitcoin, we're talking blowing past 100,000 effortlessly. What if 5%, 10%, 20%? We're talking about multi-million dollar Bitcoin price projection. 
preach. <laughs> it's worth noting that BlackRock's app was different from all the preceding apps because the firm's near-perfect record of seeing applications through, its sheer size of political influence, but also because the design of the product, its app and subsequent amendments has proposed a surveillance sharing agreement with Coinbase and the NASDAQ, which is clearly designed to provide the SEC with enough oversight to satisfy its desire for jurisdiction while issuing its concerns of a market manipulation. This would allow Chair Gary Gensler, as we call No Clarity Gary here on the channel, the ability to claim a political win by gaining surveillance over spot Bitcoin trading, which would reign in the asset that, by his own admission, he has no direct jurisdiction over it as a commodity. And they already deemed Bitcoin as not an unregistered security, both the CFTC as well as the SEC. It's also worth noting that BlackRock's Bitcoin ETF is structured very similarly to the gold ETF, as well as several other approved spot precious metal products, ultimately meaning BlackRock is no uh, schmo. They know what they're doing here. Those products rely on spot trading that is not even close to Bitcoin's transparency or auditability, making it hard to understand how potentially denying these apps for a Bitcoin spot ETF could be viewed as anything but arbitrary and capricious. Uh, Capricious, if I'm pronouncing that right, which is the assertion made by Grayscale in its suit against the SEC for rejection over their own filing. There's an ongoing lawsuit for them to convert their Grayscale Bitcoin trust to a uh, spot Bitcoin ETF. If you missed the memo, now you know. The comparison with gold is... Uh, Particularly, uh, particularly relevant for the Bitcoin investors that a popular value proposition for Bitcoin is that it can, at a minimum, become a store of value for the digital world and a measure of value of fiat currencies in the same way that gold has been for thousands of years. And as we all know, Bitcoin is superior to gold in every aspect that it can be measured today. However, Bitcoin is valued at less than 120th of the market cap of gold. That's right. Bitcoin's only at 500 billion. We have gold at roughly, probably above 10 trillion at today's values. So its future is considered more uncertain. That is why I postulate that the proper way to look at Bitcoin's value is that as an option that eventuality and approval of a BlackRock ETF would prove pivotal as the entire new class of investors would be able to invest on the basis of a digital gold narrative, just as the new class of gold investors was able to buy gold when the gold ETF was introduced. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. So there you have it. Do you think the regulators and Mr. No Clarity Gary will have to accept that proposal from BlackRock and make it approved. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. I just look at the track record. I mean, they have a track record of 575 to 1 of getting their ETFs approved by the SEC. So I don't see why this would be any different. If BlackRock snaps their fingers, regulators listen. And it seems to be pretty clear to me. But let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Now let's discuss a Europe spot ETF, which is already approved and trading. Interestingly enough, after the SEC in the United States denied the spot Bitcoin ETF, let's break this one down. Over a year after its initial plan launched, the Jacobi Asset Management has now officially launched Europe's first spot Bitcoin ETF on the Euronext. Amsterdam, as breaking news reveals here, operating under the ticker Bcoin, the ETF is regulated by the Guernsey Financial Services Commission with Fidelity Digital Assets, providing custodial services, while flow traders operate at market makers, while Jane 
Main Street and DRW operate as authorized participants. The benchmark for the fund, the FT Wilshire Bitcoin Blended Price Index, is provided by Wilshire Indexes. Quoting them here, it's exciting to see Europe moving ahead of the U.S. and opening up Bitcoin investing for institutional investors who want safe, secure access to the benefits of digital assets using familiar and regulated structures like our ETF, said Martin Bendall, the CEO of Jacobi Asset Management. And he continues, unlike other products in the European market, which are debt instruments, our fund owns the underlying assets directly. Good to note. That's important. Jacobi is proud to be supported by tier one partners at the forefront of this digital asset market evolution, whilst also pioneering an innovative, environmentally sound solution for European investors. Curious how many of you are in Europe, and this is exciting news to you, as uh, Europe is blowing past the United States as the U.S. continues to get left behind when it comes to crypto adoption. Here we go. Mark Makepeace, the CEO of Wilshire Indexes, highlighted the significance of the launch of this ETF, stating the following, the launch of the Jacobi FT Wilshire Bitcoin ETF is an important milestone for the digital asset industry and a transformative movement for the global financial industry. We are excited about this partnership with Jacobi and as a leader in the development of institutional grade digital asset benchmarks, we're committed to helping accelerate the advancement of the entire digital asset ecosystem. And while Europe launches its first spot Bitcoin ETF, the United States continues to delay the inevitable listing of one. Last week, the SEC delayed its decision to approve or deny the listing of Kathy Wood's ARK Invest spot Bitcoin ETF app, leaving many investors scratching their heads as to when will we finally get a spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States approved. Great, great question, isn't it? Anyways, fam, it'll be interesting. We'll be keeping you covered here on Crypto News Alerts as we get the latest developments. And again, I'm praying for a spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States, but I'm not holding my breath. As we know, the regulators prefer the futures ETFs because they don't have to hold the underlying asset, giving them the ability to manipulate and suppress the markets and the price action the same way they do with derivatives in the precious metal markets. So we need a spot Bitcoin ETF in which cannot be manipulated. And I think eventually the SEC will have to say, yes, we can't deny it any longer. It's making us look too bad. When that will be, again, I think it'll happen likely next year. But let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And now let's discuss why the Bitcoin price will likely surge to $100,000 within the next six months before the Bitcoin halving. Then I'll be breaking down Adam Back, the Blockstream CEO, and his $100,000 Bitcoin price prediction by the time of that halving. He says by March 31st, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 2023, literally six months away. And welcome to y'all just joining us. Make sure to say hello in that live chat. So why Bitcoin will hit 100 grand before the next halving. And FYI, we are going to have a Bitcoin fiesta here in Puerto Rico, and you're all invited to celebrate that price action. So here we go. Riot Platforms, one of the key players in the Bitcoin mining industry, provided expansion guidance beyond 2023. While North America's largest Bitcoin mining and hosting facility, the firm aims to elevate its mining capacity to 20.1x 
exahashes per second by mid-2024. Expansion is a good sign, right? It also projects a further expansion of 35.4 exahashes per second by the end of the same year. Quoting them here, the agreement provides a delivery of the new miners starting in December of 2023 with miner development planned to begin in quarter one of 2024 upon full deployment of the 33,280 miners ordered, which is anticipated to be completed by mid-2024. Interestingly, right, right around that time after the halving, right, self-mining hash rate capacity is expected to increase to 20.1 exahashes per second, according to the announcement. Now, should Riot Platform succeed, it'll emerge as the top Bitcoin mining enterprise, outpacing rivals Marathon Digital Holdings, as well as Clean Spark. And as I pointed out a little earlier, Riot here, you can see BlackRock is already a owner and the second largest shareholder of uh, Riot blockchain, which makes it even more interesting, right? Now, the overall Bitcoin network hash rate has significantly increased as larger players expand their capacities. The increased competition for block rewards due to a higher hash rate can in turn impact the minor profitability, especially post-halving when the block rewards are cut in half. Now, a recent report by Seeking Alpha suggests that the 2024 Bitcoin halving will push the average operational costs for Bitcoin mining of one Bitcoin to between 30000 and 60000 per coin and reduce the mining earnings by 50%. So with the highest recorded Bitcoin Bitcoin value being at around 69,000, which we achieved in uh, what November of 2021, a significant reduction in revenue could jeopardize many Bitcoin miners. Quitting them here, we don't see any way where the Bitcoin mining sector can come out unscathed. Even with Riot's ambitious 35 exahashes per second, our model suggests Bitcoin needs to trade above 98,000 per coin to justify Riot's current valuation post having, according to the report. Now, many industry experts also share the belief that the Bitcoin price will reach 100 thousand by the time of the 2024 having one of those individuals is adam back who some and many still believe is satoshi nakamoto we're going to be breaking that down in great detail in our next story but i also like to point out he is not alone in that bullish outlook we also have samson mal the jan 3 ceo who shares the sentiment expecting a record price for bitcoin before the having not after and adding to the chorus is standard chartered and just fyi blackrock is the primary shareholder of this major bank as well which had revised its Bitcoin prediction to 120,000 per coin by the end of next year in 2024. The international banking firm's rationale hinges on the increased minor profitability for a Bitcoin mine, resulting in reduced Bitcoin sales and a subsequent surge of the Bitcoin prices. This perspective underscores the notion that the miners can meet costs by selling fewer Bitcoin as the Bitcoin prices continue to soar and consequently retaining more Bitcoin in anticipation of future price hikes. And likewise, we have Matrix Port maintaining the Bitcoin making a one-year high in June of 2023 could have signaled the end of the bear market and the start of a new bull run as it did in the previous cycles. This indicator has been triggered four times and in each instance, a bull market developed over the span of 12 to 18 months. So if history is any guide, then there is now 100% probability that by the end of next year in 2024, the year of the halving, Bitcoin will experience another massive bull market with a price target of $125,000 according to the report. So there you have it. How many of you are just as bullish as some of these major institutions such as Standard Chartered Bank and BlackRock, you know, Fidelity, Schwab, and the list goes on and on. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And now let's break down our featured story of the day. The Blockstream CEO, Adam Back, predicting and putting his money where his mouth is and betting like a million Satoshis or whatever the amount is, which we'll be covering here shortly, that the Bitcoin price action will indeed hit six figures by March 
2024, approximately only six months away. And if you'd love to see a six-figure Bitcoin price, holla at your boy. Let's break this down. And a massive shout out to Adam Back as well as Samson Mao. Blockstream CEO Adam Back, one of the crypto early pioneers, we call a Bitcoin OG, is pretty confident Bitcoin will hit the all-time high of over $100,000 before Bitcoin's having in 2024 and is willing to drop a million wagering on it. That's not a million dollars though, fam. We're talking about Satoshi's. Just got to throw that out there. And in August 7th, conversation on X, uh, back agreed to bet with synonymous X user that Bitcoin would reach 100,000 by March 31st, 2024, and said they believe it won't happen until 2025. So Adam stepped up and put his money where his mouth is reading this thread. I'm okay with the 100,000, probably sooner than the having April 2024, though in my view. And then Vikingo said, want to bet me? And then uh, got many other plebs. I want to take Adam's stats. And then Adam responded, so greater than $100,000 per coin by the 31st of March, 2024 for Midnight Zulu, or you win, right? How many sats? So the wager date comes in roughly a month before the halving, which is currently on track to be April 26th, as Back believes that the price will probably reach a new all-time high sooner than the actual date of the halving. Now, bets on dramatic increases in the price of Bitcoin have attracted huge sums in the past, with uh, Balaji, the former CTO of Coinbase, betting a million dollar wager that Bitcoin would have hit a million dollars within 90 days. Obviously, that didn't come into fruition. Uh, Back also sees bullishness about Bitcoin in the past, saying that in February, Bitcoin could have reached 10 million by the sixth halving by 2032. So this time, Back is actually setting down hard earned funds to back his most recent claim. Unfortunately, it's not a million dollars, it's a million Satoshis. So, but it is what it is of roughly $300 in. Uh, Satoshi terms or over $1,000 if Back's prediction comes true. Now, a Satoshi, as we all know, is uh, divisible. I think it's 100 million Satoshis within a single uh, Bitcoin. Thus, it is a rather small bet for Back, considering he's probably worth somewhere between 50 and $300 million Rumor has it as an early Bitcoin OG. However, in response to Back's original post, we also have Jan3 CEO and fellow Bitcoiner Samson Mao said that he too expects a new all-time high for Bitcoin pre-having, not post. Let's check it out over here on X, reading Adam Back's tweet. The bet is on. I bet Bitcoin reaches or exceeds $100,000 per coin between now and the halving scheduled to be. Uh, the date he put on this was March 31st, 2024 with Viking Bitcoin 1 million sats to the winner. So just a fun little wave. And then, of course, we had, uh, I believe it was Adam uh, or Samson Mao responding somewhere to this in light, saying he also agreed. And uh, we shall see how this uh, wager uh, plays out. Nonetheless, it'll be interesting. Here we go. Samson Mao, I also think the new all-time high pre-having, not post. So there you have it. Six-figure Bitcoin, send it before the halving. Because we know if that hits that price before the halving, we're going to get multiple six figures post-having, just saying. So despite the small bet, it attracted some snide replies and the responses, but still reflects the growing bullish trend of the price of Bitcoin amongst market commentators and analysts ahead of the next halving. Meanwhile, in a February 24th interview, we also have Charles Edwards, founder of Capriole Investments, said that the upcoming halving will see Bitcoin become the hardest asset in the entire world and went on to predict that the market is already in the early stages of a new bull cycle. Preach. You already know, fam. So let's freaking go. Let me know if you agree or disagree with this wager by Adam Back and Samson Mao that the Bitcoin price will likely hit that six-figure mark pre-having in 2024. Again, roughly only six months away. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL.